boatman was rarely alone in those first days on the island. Every morning he stepped off the front steps of the Palmosa mansion to find a new companion who would walk the white, sandy paths to town, past the three tracts of land where people working in the Losa Hills paused to watch him stroll by, faces indecipherable in the shade of their wide-brimmed hats, hands brushing without pause against the Losa bushes feeling for the soft purple buds. His companion was usually some trader on his way to town to open his shop. First it was John who informed him in a low, rumbling voice that he ran the fish shop. The next day, Lot, who was by far the fattest woman he had ever seen and owned the cheese shop in town. Then Silse the tailor, a small, thin man, who drummed his fingertips together when he spoke and didn't seem to do much of anything. That's Sarah Beth Hunt, my friend and author of the novel The Boatman. Each day, no matter the time he rose and dressed and stepped from the sighing house that was called the Palmlosa, someone would be standing outside at the edge of the veranda, armed with gossip about the island's more prominent inhabitants or tales of the island's history. The boatman listened carefully during these walks, searching with a finely tuned ear for the old language that rode beneath the currents of each tale. For his part, the boatman understood his place on this island. What he understood was that he was not to become a local, and these walks into town were not a sign of assimilation or even of acceptance. He was a foreigner, a man apart, and his role was to remain a good audience, a silver mirror for the islanders to present their best versions of themselves. I'm a big fan of, of books. I love both nonfiction books and fiction books. And I'm fascinated by how writers come up with their ideas. And once they've come up with an idea, how they then go about their writing process to bring that idea into a finished piece of work. Now, I had the opportunity to sit down with Sarah and talk about her writing process. I think the first thing that I've had to accept, like when I first started writing novels seriously, and thought this is what I want to pursue. I wanted to get words onto a page. And I think that the thing I've had to accept and learn about the creative process is that, and this is probably true for any creative, is most of the action happens in your head. And so you have to allow space for that, you have to prioritize that, and that can be really hard to do and feels hard for me to do a lot of times because when you've spent a couple hours and you don't have anything physical to show for it, you don't have words on the page, it's really hard to say you've done work. And particularly in our society, which values you know, efficiency and you know, ju- you know, judges, like what have you produced? It's really hard as a creative person to then you know, be okay with the amount of just pondering things that it takes in order to then get good words onto a page. As a creative, that's something that I definitely struggle with. And I was I was just wondering, how do you actually deal with the fact that um, you can sit for hours and seemingly not doing anything, daydreaming, head in the clouds or whatever, and at the end of three, four hours, maybe not have anything tangible to show. So I asked Sarah how, you know, what do you do about, about this? So, you know, to, to think and contemplate 
and not produce is very difficult. But actually, it, you ha I think I think it's fundamental. You just have to accept it. It's just just it's not complicated. You just have to accept that about seventy for me about seventy percent of the work is in my head. I have nothing to show for it. It's about creating the ideas, constructing the ideas, thinking about the angle for the ideas or whatever, and then it's that last thirty percent, which is also pretty hard, but putting words onto a page, editing, doing I asked that. Sarah, what part Every does faith play in project, this? You have to have faith. I mean, I think that... See, part of my other kind of support of my creative process has always been to read interviews with other of other writers to hear about their process. And, and that's what's kind of given me confidence whenever I feel lonely and like, what the hell am I doing? I don't know. Um... But I think it seems to me, from all the interviews I've read of all the different creative people, every single time people start a new project, you go back through the whole thing of, am I going to be able to do it again? Am I, am I just going to create a bunch of crap? And I think the hard thing is, too, when you've gone through a project and you've gotten it to a polished version and you put it out into the world, and then you start again, you start with that terrible rough draft that shitty rough draft to quote Annie Lamont and it's really hard that distinction between this is what I created and now this is what I'm creating now it's easy to forget that that took so much work and now you're starting everyone has to start with a first draft so yeah there's a lot of psychology around creativity I mean most recently, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert has come out with this book, uh, Big Magic, which has been, you know, a big success. I mean, because she's amazing and because she's speaking to something that all creative people have, which is this big fear and anxiety about the creative process. I think just recognizing that there's a whole different, there's, there's many, many stages in the creative process. There's thinking there's the writing or you know whatever it is you're doing the composition of the music or whatever there's the practicing or the editing there's the rethinking about things you know it's, it's a very fluid process process and you have to be willing to jump back and forth but I think you have to kind of recognize that it's not just about you know sitting away and typing at your how do people choose what it is that they want to be when they, you know, when they grow up, and and why why choose writing? You know, how do how do you, how does a person um, do they just wake up one day and they say, you know what, I want to be a writer? Um, I always say it's the one thing I'm good at. I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> You know, I had this uh, this thought process in my head that I've had since I was about 18 and trying to think of what job I was going to have, what career path I was going to follow. And um, I've always, I've spent many, many years trying to think of other more practical things to do than being a writer, which again, I'm sure it's very common with most creatives. They've probably had loads of conversations with themselves about they really should be doing something more practical. And uh, I just have always ended up coming back to the fact that this is the main skill I have. It's what I'm good at is writing, and it's what I love to do, tell stories. So I kind of feel like at this point I have to make it work because this just has to work. Sure. Yeah, it has to work because, you know... I, I asked Sarah um, her thoughts on what it means to be a creative today, you know, given the internet and given all the resources 
that are available to creatives now that wouldn't have been available to you know five ten years ago I would ask her what you know what does she think about yeah, that I'm super honestly I'm super excited about the possibilities for creativity now and just in the past five years the possibility of connecting to other people out there in the world who share your interests and who like the kind of stuff you're doing has just opened wide and vast, you know, with the internet and social media and stuff. So, you know, for me, this has been a very bit steep learning curve because about a year and a half ago, I wasn't really even on Facebook and I didn't have a Twitter account and I didn't know any of this stuff. But the, the fact is that I love my writing more than anything else. And this novel that I've written, The Boatman, is like a is my baby and I will do anything for it to get to give it wings and to get it out into the world so I kind of I guess had a real stern talking to myself at some point was like well do you want it how much do you want it because you're gonna have to learn this other marketing stuff you're gonna have to get on social media you're gonna have to do things that step outside your comfort zone and really it was you know, I definitely felt the anxiety and fear slightly, but there's so much of a bigger fear that motivates me about not being a writer and never really fulfilling my dream that I'm just like, it's a no-brainer. I'll do whatever it takes. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, for all kinds of creative people, for photographers, for musicians, for other writers, no matter what you're writing, I mean... I just feel like the opportunities are now finally possible and, and out there if, you know, if you want it enough. I'm super glad that um, I got an opportunity to sit down with Sarah and just explore with her, what, you know, how she, you know, being a writer and, and the whole sort of creative process and um, just what it means in this sort of internet digital age to yeah, to be to be a writer in this sort of modern sense, you know, I get to feel that um, if you are in a in a creative space, whether you're an, an artist or a writer or um, I don't know, you, you you like making crafts. That this day and age, with the internet, you know, the the field is wide open for you. There's not the middleman or the the, the gatekeepers. So we have direct access to straight to the to the to your fans, to the people who will like and consume your work. So yeah, so that was um, that was fascinating. I I really did enjoy that, and uh, I want to thank Sarah for spending some time with me. And always, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you made it this far, definitely give me some feedback. Drop some comments below. Share it out on Twitter. Let me know what you think. And also be sure to check out Sarah Beth Hunt's novel, The Boatman. You can find it on Amazon. And have a good evening, day, afternoon, morning. Whenever you listen to this podcast, just have a great day and we'll catch you next time. Peace out.